Welcome to another episode of the Impact Play, impacting more than just gaming. We are your weekly source for the latest news, updates, discussions, and at times have debates that revolve in and around the video games in the industry. You can be part of the live show experience over at twitch.tv backslash the Impact Play and by clicking on the notification bell so you will be notified when we do go live or later on YouTube or even on your favorite podcast platform. Just simply search for the Impact Play. I am your show host, Mohammed, otherwise known as It's Yegu. This is episode 80. On this latest episode of the Impact Play, we discuss the never-ending drama surrounding Cyberpunk 2077. Among Us is coming to consoles. We got a Super Nintendo World Direct. I'm sorry, a Super Mario Nintendo World Direct. And there's Riot Games working on an MMO. In addition to discussing the top news stories that bring us up beyond just the gaming space. So, I guess let's get started. 2020 is nearly ending. We have reached the end of, of this year. And 2021 is literally at our doorstep. We'll, we will we will do our final uh, 2020 episode. I believe by next week, we'll have one or two more episodes by the end of the year. So our last episode will be like a wrap-up uh, what video games that we're, we're going to be looking back, essentially, to the, to the greatest of 2020. Even though 2020 was very difficult, we're just going to look at the positives and which games that have made an impact, which game that we've uh, literally enjoyed that came out this year, like, er, er, and everything revolving around that. So, I guess let's get into it. So, uh, in this first segment, we we discuss what we have been playing, what we have been enjoying, what we're really looking forward to, and just life in general, even if it doesn't directly revolve around video games. So, we... Uh, as you all know, I've been playing a lot of Cyberpunk 2077 for since its release, and last night I've I got, uh, got we started our first ever game night. So our game nights will be every Friday night. So uh, the majority of the times we're going to be playing Fortnite because it's the easiest game to play with the com- well, with you guys with the community because it's crossplay. Cross-platform, no matter, you can even play on mobile devices, such as a Nintendo Switch or even your Android device, or even iPhone coming soon. So I feel like that's the best game. That's going to be our default game for game night. Uh, otherwise, it's going to be a a vote on our Discord channel. So simply join in and l- let us know what you want to play. So we could all play together as a community. So... Uh, and I've been taking over the Impact Play Switch channel. I've been doing a lot of gameplay with Cyberpunk and Valhalla as well. I've barely been been playing on my own personal channel, simply because I want to help take this take this uh, podcast to the next level, to where it can be. I want to I want it to reach its full potential, and I know we can do this together. So. I guess that's it. Let's go on to the next segment, uh, to the gaming news segment side of things. So, of course, we're going to go into the top news story. <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077, that never-ending drama. So, if you're all, uh, if you were paying attention to last, not last week, I believe, Thursday's episode, 
we we discussed this, but we're going to branch off of that same discussion. The refunds. Cyberpunk 2077 went out of their way saying that you can request refunds from your digital marketplace wherever you, you bought your game. But they didn't talk with those marketplace leaders. So Xbox, Sony, what have you at all. They just went out of their way. But of course, they're not going to honor it because they have their own refund policies in place. So they've put themselves in so deep into hot boiling water. And now both companies are offering refunds as well in addition to Best Buy. So <clears throat> here's a tweet from Best Buy. I'm sorry, from uh, PlayStation. SIE strives to ensure a high level of customer satisfaction. We will begin to offer a full refund for all gamers who have purchased Cyberpunk 2077 via the PlayStation Store and want a refund. And then <clears throat> Sony actually removed Cyberpunk 2077 from the PSN. <laughs> and they actually have a URL too that takes you to Cyberpunk 2077 refunds. Like it's off the PSN so you can't purchase it even if you wanted to. Then we'll go into this further. All right, so they this is coming from Engadget now, this article. The fallout from twenty from Cyberpunk's 2077's buggy release continues. Developer CD Projekt Red says its intention is to offer a refund to everyone who purchased a physical copy of the game or even a digital one at retail, even if it means for the expense out of its own pocket. If the retailer you bought the game at, uh, at one will not give you a refund. The company asks you to email them. We talked about that, but uh, to help me or front at cdprojectdirect.com with valid proof of purchase. You have until December 21st until tomorrow as of this recording. Okay, so this article is pretty much useless, but whatever. Let's see what else we got here. All right, here's an up update from, CD from Cyberpunk 2077 on their Twitch channel. Uh, we've just started reaching out to people who sent us a message with a confirmation of receipt. We send these emails out in waves, so do not worry if you don't receive an answer immediately. At the same time, we'd like you to know that our intention is for every owner of a physical copy or digital copy bought at retail with a valid proof of reach, uh, proof of purchase, send, send an email to help me or fund at CD Project Red again within the time window to receive a refund. We will do this out of our own pocket if necessary. If you are unable to obtain a refund for the game from the store where you bought it, please contact us. So essentially, for digital versions, please follow the refund processes of each prospective platform. And even Best Buy is uh, uh, giving you until tomorrow to request a refund from for. Uh... Oh, let me read this. But for, for selected opened Cyberpunk 2077 excuse through the 21st until tomorrow. Beyond that date, we will return our no, we will return to our normal re, return and exchange promise for the game. So, the PS4 edition, the Xbox One edition, the collector's edition for both the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, in addition to the digital version of the Xbox One. This is for Best Buy guys. All right, so let's get into this further. Here's an article coming from IGN. CD Projekt Red developers who have worked on Cyberpunk 2077 have allegedly confronted the leadership team over issues that include crunch and the game's rocky launch. As reported by Bloomberg, 
frustrated and angry staff questioned CD Projekt Red management during a recent internal video meeting and asked questions, questions related, I'm sorry, related to unrealistic deadlines, the mandatory crunch, and much more. This meeting took place before Sony's announcement that they would not be offering refunds for those unhappy with Cyberpunk 2077's performance, but that I would also be removing the game from the PS Store indefinitely. When asked about Crunch, the director said that they were planning on improving production practices, but didn't go into direct detail on the steps that, w that would need to make this happen. Also, uh, I think the project read comments back in 2020 that Cyberpunk 2077 was complete and playable. Despite the game's delay, the board an answered that it would take responsibility. Another developer asked if CD Projekt Red's developers felt it was hypocritical to make a game about corporate exploitation while, while ex expecting that their employees work overtime. The response was vague and non-committal. So, let's go into this further. Another article from IGN. Here is uh, regarding, this is regarding the hotfix that's just, just been released for the Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. Hotfix 1.05 includes multiple capability improvements, including crash. So, CD Projekt Red has released... Da -da 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 -da. Update for PC will follow soon, so it should be out by now, but we'll see. If it is out, let me know in chat or let me know later. Many of the changes should help with problems experienced in Quest, and some of the fixes ensure Jackie will no longer disappear in the pickup or the heist, and fix an issue preventing players from landing the helicopter and love like fire. What will hopefully most most uh, welcome, especially to those playing on base Xbox One and PS4 units, are there multiple capability improvements, including crash. Version improvements have also been added, and now NPCs and suspected organized crime activity, just say no, and gig, hot merchandise should no longer typos, and V should appear more modest in the inventory preview after the half-year montage. So there's a lot of fixes. If you want to check that out, you can check that out on CD Project Red's uh, website. So let's move on to the next. Let's take a, take a take a break from some cyberpunk and let's go on to the rest of the news. All right. Here's an article coming from GamesIndustry.biz. A year dominated by a global pandemic has been has seen five mobile games break one million dollars in revenue so far, according to Sensor Tower. In a post on its blog post, the mobile data firm. Tencent scored the two biggest hits of the year with PUBG Mobile and Honor of Kings, which have brought in $2.6 billion and $2.5 billion respectively so far this year. Those numbers do not include revenue from third-party Android stores in China or even other regions, but the PUBG figure does not include revenue from its Chinese localization Game for Peace. The PUBG Mobile number represents a 64.3% jump year over year, while Honor of Kings is up 42.8%. There was a considerable gap between the top two performers and the next best performing mobile game of the year, Pokemon Go. Niantic's adoption of the monster collecting title has brought a $1.2 billion year to date, up 31.5% year over year. 
and I'm pretty much surprised that Pokemon Go actually made, we brought this Pokemon Go before, they made over a billion, a billion dollars, but it's like a surprise because with the pandemic, everyone was stuck indoors, but they actually innovated because Pokemon Go was initially a walking sim simulator, essentially, and they've innovated to allow for remote raids where you don't have to walk out as much as the game's in, uh, initial, uh, I guess, purpose of the game. But yeah, that's great to hear. Esports will join that into. Esports will officially become a medal event at the 2022 Asian Games, set to take place in Hezhou, China. This is coming from GamesIndustry.biz, according to the South China Morning Post. The announcement was made by the organizing committee on Chinese social platform Weibo on Wednesday following the 39th General Assembly of the Olympic Council of Asia, which took place in Muscat, Oman. The Esports Observer added that esports will join the intellectual titles category, which already features events such as chess. The 19th Asian Games will take place from September 10th to the 25th on, of 2022. This marks the end of three years of uncertainty when it comes to inclusion of esports as an official event at the Asian Games of 2022. That's good to hear. I told you, gaming is... We're just barely breaking the ceiling that gaming can... The potential that gaming possesses. Now, we're going to talk about Among Us. Um, as we all know, Among Us is already on PC... It's on the Nintendo Switch. It's on mobile. Now it's now it's on Xbox Game Pass for PC. Literally three days ago, and now, sometime next year, it's coming to Xbox Game Pass for Xbox as well. And that came from their official Twitter account. No, Xbox Game Pass's Twitter account. I'm sorry. Now we're gonna run to Fall Guys. Uh, this is coming from their Twitter account. A while back, we added some costumes to Fall Guys of whoever pledged to donate the largest amount of money to a special effect. One million dollars was donated by Ninja, Mr. Beast, Aimlab, and G2 Esports. Ninja is up first, and he will be in the sh uh, what's yeah, he's in the shop now. So he cost five top crowns, five battle crowns, whatever that is, because I haven't played Fall Guys, but yeah, you could buy Ninja skin in the game. Alright, Smash Brothers Ultimate makes Gino a me fighter ending the dream. And it's coming from Polygon. Gino from Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars is coming to Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. But as a me fighter skin. Sakara so revealed Gino for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate as part of a larger deep dive into Firoth, the game's next DLC fighter. Other Final Fantasy VII characters will also get representation in Ultimate, including Barret, Tifa, and Aerith, but also as the Mi Fighter costumes for the Gunner, Brawler, and Short Fighter, respectively. A Chocobo hat is also coming to Ultimate as part of the Mi Fighter Round 8 costumes. In addition, of Gino for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate as the Mi Fighter will be bittersweet for fans. Gino has long been a fan-requested character, one that Sakari himself has said he considered adding to the game. And his inclusion as a meme fighter would likely rule him out as one of Ultimate's remaining DLC fighters. That's good to hear. The Game Awards set new viewership record with $83 million live streams. 
It's coming from an article on GamesIndustry.biz. The Game Awards audience grew 84% year over year, reaching over 83 million live streamers for its 2020 edition, which obviously was last week. At its peak, the event grew to 8.3 million concurrent viewers worldwide, compared to 7.5 million back in 2019. As the year-end celebration was steamed across 40 different networks, Twitch alone accounted for 2.63 million concurrent viewers globally at its peak, which more than double compared to last year. It also doubled on YouTube. 9,000 content creators were co-streaming the show, a 91% increase year over year, with the 2019 edition having been co-streamed by half that, essentially. Live hours watched also rose 129% across Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook gaming, according to Stream Hatchet. So there is a large increase because of the Game Awards. Like, because everyone was stuck in, was mainly indoors. So, of course, it's going to grow. And it's going to grow even higher. Because, like I said, gaming hasn't even reached its true potential in esports and so on. Now, let's get into the Super Nintendo world. My, this is coming from... Actually, let's get to a better article. Hold on. Actually, no. It's coming from ARS Technica. Okay. On Friday, Nintendo and Universal Studios Japan took the veil off of a year in the making project. The very, very first Nintendo theme, theme, theme park, approximately named Super Nintendo World. I really thought it was Super Mario World. Okay. And who better to introduce this life-sized walkthrough, all things Mario, than the creator's director himself, longtime Nintendo developer and designer, Shigeru Miyamoto. The 15-minute video embedded at the end of this article embedded revolved largely around the park's introductory moments which are full of Super Mario melodies and interactive elements. Many of the park's decorations and up and objects can be interacted with by the park's visitors who wear a special wristband, dubbed the power-up band, which also includes an amiibo-like NFC chip pressed in press its sensor near park objects like a Super Mario coin block and a new virtual item will appear in a synced Nintendo World app on your smartphone. Exactly how these virtual items will affect your visit to Super, Mar- Super Nintendo World remains unclear, but Mio Miyamoto-san hinted to surprising attractions and hidden interactable panels for park visitors to discover in person. In addition, the power-up bands will double up as amiable for compatible hardware like the Nintendo Switch. Only one ride received a showcase in the video, albeit a brief one, a Mario Kart race against Browser. It's hosted inside a replica of Browser's castle, and visitors will sit in one of a series of Mario-styled go-karts that appear to be linked on a roller coaster-like track, as opposed to a freely control, uh, as opposed to freely to be freely controllable. Exactly what visitors will see on the side on, on 
the, and the right remains unclear. But previous news about the right's augmented reality elements was reinforced with the first official look at the park's AR glasses, which come attached to a Super Mario hat. It, uh, the theme park will include a gift shop. Uh, what else we got? Uh, he walked the uh, one of the park's restaurants. I told themed includes windows, LCD panels, CGI animations of tour characters making food. The video didn't really reveal any branded experiences at Super Nintendo World. Uh, so we just have to wait until literally two months from now, on February 4th of 2021, for the park to open, for us to get an in-depth look. Riot Games. The studio behind League of Legends and Valorant is developing a massive MMO RPG. And it's coming from an article on Polygon. On Thursday, Riot's Vice President of uh, Intellectual Property and Management, Greg Shree, said on Twitter that his recent job at Bryant has been hel- to help develop the, the League universe. Because it's time, Shree added, my new job is kicking off a big, some mighty say, massive game that many of you and many writers have been asking us to create. When asked whether the massive project is an MMO, Street confirmed that it's that it is. Polygon similarly confirmed with Riot Games a representative that the company is developing an MMO RPG. He did not confirm specifics, but the MMO will will take place in the world of Runa Terra, the same universe of League of Legends as well as other Riot Games titles. But take this with a grain of salt, folks. This is just a Twitter post from one of the employees at Riot. One of the top people at Riot, I'll bite. But even if they cancel and they say, what happened to the MMO? It wasn't even officially confirmed to Riot, even though other people said that it exists. It doesn't mean that the project might be cut off. It might never happen or so on. Or we might even never never receive an official uh, response or official uh, announcement from Riot Games. So please do not take this with a grain of salt. Even though I'll definitely be playing this when it comes out, I'm excited for it, but keep your excitement levels at a minimum. Next, 343 Industry Sun setting Halo 360 Games services next year. This is coming from Games Radar. So the developer has given 12 months over uh, notice to players that the online service for Halo Reach, Halo 4, Halo 3 and Halo 3 ODST, Halo Command Evolved Anniversary, Spartan Assault, and Halo Wars will be turned off next year. It was uh, announced on Halo Waypoint, emphasizing that the game's offline features will still remain available. The changes do, however, still apply to titles running on Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and S via backwards compatibility. So it looks like it's reaching the end of the cycle. But here's even more news. The Master Chief Collection will be getting even more content throughout 2021. The future plans are outlined in the latest Halo Waypoint Black Post of the Year, which comes in the form of Master Chief Collection Development Retrospective. The post-comprehensive outlines some of the new content and features set to come to the collection in the future. More seasons are set to come next year on a regular two-month basis, starting off with Season 5, 2021. 343 plans to continue up on to season 10 before deciding whether to add more seasons after that. Minus support will also be a big focus for the developer going into the next year, with more information set to be revealed next year. 
Here's another Chrome, Chrome, another Chrome Games Radar. Microsoft adds a warning to its Cyberpunk 2077 store page. I forgot to mention this earlier. Informing players that users may experience performance issues when playing this game. And Xbox One consoles until the, this game is updated. But yeah, uh, that is more fuel to the Cyberpunk drama. Okay, another article for, coming from Games Radar. Monster Hunter re- re- reviews are in. And now here's what the critics are saying. IGN gave it a 3 out of 10. <laughs> we may be bearing towards the tail end of December, but it seems 2020 isn't done with us yet. Under the wire, it's delivered one of the worst action movies in recent memory. And another addition to the video game movie adaption Hall of Shame. <laughs> Variety. Uh, they didn't give, give it an exact score, but let me re- uh, read a brief summary of their review. As a filmmaker, Anderson has a take-it-or-leave-it style that confounds many but pleases enough to sustain a career making hyper-visual effects, heavy movies that play like feature-length trailers. Uh, that's essentially it. It just talks about them. Oh, wait, hold on. Here, here it is at the end. Monster Hunter is no different when it moves along as a steady clip, dispensing with all but the, but the most redundant, rudimentary character details in order to maximize the stuff that excites the fans, namely striking compositions and, and carnage, but no specifics. In the IndieWire gave it a D minus. It is one of the driest and least imaginative video game movies ever made. Series fans will feel cheated by such a chinzy and and curious take on something they love. While the rest of us will be left wondering how the source material earned itself any fans in the first place. (laughs) The Hollywood Reporter didn't give it an exact score. Uh, Entertainment Weekly gave it a C. It sells itself as a movie about Mila Jovovich fighting CGI monsters and it's indeed a movie about Mila Jovovich fighting whatever. No more and no less. It certainly feels like an old-fashioned video game plot. Doesn't really matter and there's not much character development to speak of. But there's a lot of fighting. Comic book. 2 out of 5. And that's literally the last score. Monster Hunter ultimately flirts with being an absolutely fine movie while just managing to miss the mark. It's not going to change hearts and minds, but seeing a military convoy try to take on Diablos and others is exactly as thrilling as it sounds. It just lacks the attention to detail that, says Pacific Rim, to its world and characters. By the end of the film, I didn't really understand why I was supposed to care about anyone still left alive beyond the fact that they remained on the screen. But yeah, let's see if we have any last minute news stories or any breaking news. <laughs> yeah, I'm not seeing anything. Actually, let's talk about this. This is, this is uh, worth mentioning. Build Against Cancer has hit over $900,000 raised for St. Jude. Join Dr. Lupo and St. Jude Patient Sebastian looks like they're playing together. This is 30 minutes to go from St. Jude's 
Twitter account. It doesn't say his. Yeah, it doesn't say how much he raised so far. Hold on, let me go to his Twitch account. I click on the link from there. Where are you? I don't see the link here. Charity. Let me enter the command. Get that link. Didn't work. No, I found it. it. Took a minute. It doesn't doesn't tell me how much they raised. Oh, right, hold on. Here's the campaign. Sorry about that. I got it. They raised almost a million dollars now, and their goal is two million. State Farm donated twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah. So if you guys want to donate to an amazing cause, be sure to donate. And guys, no spam, por favor, please. Por favor. Okay. So. Now it's going to. Oh yeah, it's essentially it. Yeah, it's essentially it. There's nothing else I'm seeing here. If you, want, if you guys want to tune in later on, uh, most likely be uh, hyping into Cyberpunk 2077 to check out this update, see uh, what it fixed, what it didn't, and so on. And then later on, we're going to be hopping into Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It is, it is my game of the year. So, if you want to know a reader mail, here's how. We want to know your feedback. Your thoughts and even any questions you may have us by sending us reader mail on our Discord server by leaving a voice note over at anchor.fm backslash impactplay or even by sending us an email to reader mail at impactplay.com. Who knows? It may even be featured on a future episode or even our special reader mail segment of the show. So thank you guys so much for making Impact Play a part of your day. If you wish to join our community server over on Discord, be sure to enter exclamation Discord in chat now. We are trying to reach affiliate. We are trying to unlock subscriptions over on Twitch, and we need your help. Share the channel with your friends, your family, anyone who believe would benefit from the show. Leave us a review, even just a reading on your favorite platform. Have a great one, folks. Happy holidays, whether if you celebrate Christmas or not, whatever holiday you celebrate. Happy holidays. So just spend families with your loved ones, with your friends, your family, and so on. And have a great one, folks, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>